The next train to Tangent City departs in one minute. This is an unlimited service that may stop at reviews, spoilers, and swearing. Passengers traveling with young or conservative travel companions are reminded to read the show description before embarking on any journey to Tangent City. We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wajuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Sort of. I remember. <laughs> Down the rabbit hole. Were there rabbits oh, involved? The rabbit hole. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I... Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> My ADHD brain is like, rabbit hole makes sense because Johnny Depp was in Alice in Wonderland and there's a, a rabbit in Alice in Wonderland. So that's where my, my brain went. Interesting. <laughs> From here to here and then down around oh, here. Oh, have Every you time- been watching the trial footage? I got caught on oh. Facebook yesterday and there was some trial footage mm. and I was like, oh, this is interesting. And it was um, – I started watching Johnny Depp's first, like, you know, first little bit and it was like three hours and I'm like, well, I'm not going to watch three hours. Uh, I didn't, spoiler, because <laughs> he talks really, really slow. <laughs> Oh, was that the bit where he's talking about his family and getting together with Amber? No, no. So he was talking about his life um, as a kid Mm. and how abusive his mother was and um, and that sort of stuff. But I was just like, can you just speed up your talking, please? (laughs) I think they're trying to show, well, it was the defence, I don't know. I think basically they're showing – well, he grew up with abuse, so mm. maybe he would abuse. Or he grew up with an ag- aggressive mother and a father who was kind and everything. So uh, he's grown up in an abusive life, so therefore it makes sense for him to go and seek it out in adulthood right? and for abusive people to latch on to those kind of people because they can tell – I'm going to be able to push you down and abuse mm. you and you're not going to do anything about it. Um, <laughs> she's not trying to hypnotise you. She's trying to get your Can attention. Can you turn the light on? I'm just going to ask you instead of trying to mime it now because obviously I can't even get your attention. And how would you mime light? Like, no, that's Well, I fingers. thought maybe I'd, I'd probably just do the light switch. But that, is- <laughs> <laughs> that looks like something else. Uh, and my um, <laughs> point to the light. You're dirty. Ew. Hey, I wasn't thinking dirty. <laughs> See, you know what it reminds me of? The Shining. That's yeah. what I was thinking too. Oh, okay. Red you and I are both right. not dirty. <laughs> I you think that I was being dirty. I was like, no, you're a red rum. Dirty. But no, I'm dirty because I think she, I assume she's dirty. No, I was thinking red rum. There was, it was, it was reminded me of that joke our friend Craig uh, was trying to say, which is more of a visual joke, uh, where he says, uh, would you like a worm do? Why? What's a worm do? It goes like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys not seen that before? No. Because you wiggle, you wiggle your finger like a worm. So like, oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. That's You're very welcome. Nice. Yeah. I, I appreciated it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's I've radio. got a joke for you later, a dad joke, but I don't think it's At its, worst. it's too vile to, to go on. Oh, here. really? Wow, that bad. Too vile for Tangent City. Wow. That's It's my boss's favourite joke at the moment. Once she gets one. Okay. Maybe now that you said that, maybe we should tell it later. (laughs) 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 That she's been outed as the source of this vile. No, I think she heard it from somewhere else, but I think it just tickled her. So she's tried to tell it to me twice. I'm like, yeah, you told me the other day. (laughs) (laughs) There is nothing worse than someone having a joke like that. And you're like, yeah, I've heard this one 50 (laughs) times before. Because you told me (laughs) two hours ago. She'll go and find somebody new to tell. She'll She'll be like, have you? heard the joke yet <laughs> oh dear 
Anyway, uh, but yes, I was going to watch Pig last night and then I, I went onto Facebook and then I was watching Johnny Depp stuff because I'm like, I don't know where I sit on this. Mm. But anyway, I'm just Do you know where I sit on it? it? It's a couple of Hollywood brats making more of a song and dance out of anything mm. than they probably need to. I just, I'm completely distancing myself from it. Because I just don't care about it anymore. But the people, no, it's so polarizing. I'm going to stay on the fence because I don't, I don't, I was not in their relationship, yeah. so I don't feel I, like I, I can like, make Why an does it matter? It. Why are they dragging it through the courts like this? It's just so. Because a defamation thing. Because she made some, um, she made some uh, allegations against him. And he no, because she wrote an op-ed piece in the Washington Post, yeah. which is why. It's being tried in Virginia. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Sam and Ashley explained it all in their podcast. If oh. you want to listen to Sam and Real Life with Sam and Ashley, you can hear a little bit more about it mm. because um, they were talking about like the particular lawyers and everything like that and their involvement and <laughs> trying to prevent the ASMR. So you cover the microphone for eating but not for burps. <laughs> So in America, they can actually- I hate the sound of eating. Burping, so I, I can deal but with. But I couldn't hear you, so if I couldn't hear you, you're fine. So in America, they can just broadcast the actual trial itself. Because here in Australia, I don't think they can do that. Because generally, if they talk about a trial here, you a get those- Criminal sca- would be different from ah, a right, case okay. like that. Civil? Civil, yeah. Well, he's suing her $50 million for defamation because she wrote that op-ed, which was obviously about, uh, about him, mm. and he lost work. Right. Mm. So that's why he's doing $50 million. I think, I think, like, if I'm going to have an opinion, I think they're both shit- and yeah. they were shit in a relationship together and they were shit together. That's what happens when you do lots of drugs and get married. It's weird, though, that two drugs. people who were in a relationship and obviously at some point loved each other can now do this to each other. Like, can't they just. Well, clearly walk their away? argument. Why did they not walk away earlier when the arguments just walk were away. clearly, clearly yeah. like not good? Yeah. There was so like much physical. more towards, like, before all of this. Just, I know. Just let it be. Walk away. Just. But, yeah, it's just so polarising. I'm just like, why are you even bringing this into the public eye? It's so bizarre. Because it's famous people. Oh, and then, yeah. I lost respect for them over that whole incident with their dogs mm. a few years ago. Oh, when they brought them to Australia. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, my God, like we can't have our dogs here. Because oh they, they were supposed to quarantine their dogs. I'm they like, didn't go through okay. the right channels. Well, they didn't even say that they were bringing them. They uh, just brought them on the private jet because, yeah. you know, you just rock up in your PJ and then you just mm-hmm. bring your dogs with you apparently. Yeah. Who would fly with a puppy dog because their little ears must get so I just hurt. think it. They clearly knew. I'm sorry. They knew that oh, it was yeah. a no-no and they've still done they it. They did it anyway. They mm. still did it. And then, you know, mm. I mean, look, I don't like Barnaby Joyce either, but, you we know. We should petition the judge and that's trying this case and just say, look, they're both clearly dickheads. Uh, think that they're above the law. Yeah. Let's just Move let's on. just let it go. <sighs> that's the interesting. Court's- could be doing other things right now. Right. Now, anyway. Well, those courts probably just hear civil cases all Some, the time. Someone who isn't above the, isn't above the law and uh, someone who uh, we mentioned a movie that he was in just uh, briefly before. No, um, I, do you want to just introduce the episode maybe? Yeah, okay. Uh, you're listening to Tangent City. Sorry, background music. Thank back. you. Cheers. Um, and my, my name is Lewis. <laughs> across from me is Catherine. Cecilia. Is over there. Hello. You can decide where over there is. It's up to you. I'll leave could it. Be your, anywhere. Could be anywhere. Be on the other side of the country. And I could be in my private jet right you now. You could yeah. be because they have Wi-Fi now. They do. And 
and doing the uh, the background music is Rachel sitting beside I me. I like that. It's yeah. quite good. So do I. We should have, we should get a backtrack for that. Well, she's like, doing, well, no, she's like when you were doing it, I was like, Inspector Tangent. She's just gonna have to riff every time now. Don't sue us. We got no money. Don't sue us. We we did. We really don't have any money. We did. We did on the 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 last show. We were intending to talk about. No, because if we had money, we'd be on our private chair. <laughs> <laughs> we'd be on our dining yeah. room table. <laughs> so we were going to talk about the Nicolas Cage films, uh, but we got all tangent in. So we, we did. So yeah. we're going and to another we're going to focus today. Doesn't have money yeah, today is the is focus Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Well, um, in- yeah, you know why? Um, because <laughs> he buys dumb stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so do I. <laughs> okay, but did you spend eight hundred thousand dollars on a two-headed snake? I did not. Okay, no. so he bought this a few decades ago, a two-headed snake for eight hundred thousand dollars, and it's um, dead now, right? Well, it lived for 15, 14 years. It became too much for him to handle because the heads <laughs> kept fighting with each other. <laughs> so he gave it away to an animal shelter where it lived for another fourteen years. Can, oh my! Can we talk about the practicality of this? Are we talking about like a maybe a Siamese snake that? Like, you know how we get Siamese, Siamese, Siamese twins? twins? Yeah, I think it probably was. Wow. Um, yeah, something like that. I Look, could imagine, I just, like, Nick My Cage. research is a text from my husband. <laughs> I just so like, do snakes have hearts? Of course they have hearts. <laughs> where would they have <laughs> Sorry. No, it's Those like, heartless snakes. <laughs> where do they, so where do they you don't even have a heart. Like, I'm just trying to work out at what point, because obviously it had two heads. Mm. Like, I wonder whether they sh- it shared a heart. Yeah, it would, would have to have shared a heart. Not necessarily. Mm. Like, they could have yeah, had two separate hearts. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. I think it was eighty thousand, not eight hundred. I was going to say eight hundred thousand dollars. I can it's just like imagine Nick Cage though getting oh, home one go. night. I just round like, up now. Oh, this guy Nicholas Cage snake. had to donate his two-headed snake to a zoo. There you go. It's true. Oh. Love it. It's true because um, it was according to RollingStone.com, reliable now, source. Now Nicholas Cage has had a, a very, a reasonably long career. Mm. Mm. Um, well, he career, he was probably born to it. Really, yeah, his he career. Was. Um, like his first acting role was first time forty. It, oh, was I got all 40, excited because I thought I knew it. Uh, forty-one. Was it forty-one years? Well, it will be this year. It'll be forty-one years ago. Um, in nineteen eighty-one. Um, good vintage. It, it was called <laughs> the the best of times, and it was a TV movie. Um, and he played Nicholas, which was you know probably uh, quite convenient for him mm. as it's his mm. uh, name. Um, but he was uh, billed as Nicola uh, Nicholas Coppola at the time because it is obviously he is related to Francis Ford Coppola. Um, but he did change his name to Nicholas Cage because uh, he took the name Cage based on the Marvel comic character Luke Cage. Ah, oh, I did not know this. Yeah, because he is a massive mm. fan of comics. Nice. And wow. actually did have a, a sizable comic collection, including the first appearance of Superman and the first appearance of Batman, um, which um, when he was moving house at one point, um, his comic collection got stolen from him. That sucks. Wow. And he has, he has since then got some of them back, but he mm. hasn't got all of them back. So, Interesting. Um, which is pretty pretty sucky. But um, I thought you were going to mention Fast Times at Ridgemont High because that's the first thing 
I thought he was in. Yeah, and that was the first movie because that's uh, 1982. Mm. Yeah. So um, he had a pretty big career, like um, through the 80s and the 90s, um, in a lot of different films. And, and his films were always kind of, he was mm. quirky and he always plays up to 11. He throws everything at the screen. Um, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. But he, um, you know, some of the movies that he was in, in the 80s was uh, like, the uh, Valley Girl, Birdie, um, Peggy Sue Got Married, Raising mm. Arizona, Moonstruck, Vampire's Kiss, where he is a guy who thinks he's been bitten by a vampire and is turning into a vampire. That was a, a pretty uh, pretty wild one. Um, Wild at Heart was his first movie in the 90s. Never uh, even heard of that. Um, what other ones would you see? Well, Wild at Heart was a pretty big one. I think it's one of his favourites that he's made. Um, I'm... Didn't he? Laura Dern was in it and Willem Dafoe. So he did a Reddit recently um, and asked me anything Reddit thing. Hmm. Um, and he mentioned his three favorite films that he has ever made. One of them is Pig. The other one is Leaving Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And the third one is one I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Cute. Um, I think it was one that was maybe filmed by National Martin Treasure. Scorsese. <laughs> has been, been in Martin Scorsese? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I... um. I'm, I'm going through this massive list. He's been in 105 films, and I've realised I haven't seen as many Nicolas Cage films as I it's have hard to thought. keep up with. It's he is really difficult to keep up with uh, the enormous amount of films that he's been in. And he went through that real sort of action stage as well in the mid 90s. So you had like The Rock, Con Air, Face Con Air. Off, Face Off. Was face it Face Off? off? Yep. Yeah. Mm. I love that movie. How can you not love Face Off? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to take your face off. <laughs> And yeah, yeah, Snake Eyes, Snake Eyes as well was in in that. Uh, yeah. Yes, that was in that um, era. And then uh, I guess Gone in sixty seconds was like yeah, probably the end of that. Oh kind my of, goodness, I forgot about yeah. that movie. I always forget that he was in that film. Yeah, so he because he, he did his own stunts, right? Driving stunts, probably. For those movies. Yeah, we don't know if that's true. We, or if we it's just, just heard it was <laughs> mentioned in the movie. <laughs> Have you guys even seen that latest movie yet? Uh, no, no, no. We'll, get, we'll a- get to that. We'll get okay, to that. I'm sorry. I'm okay. sorry. Um, but the that's the thing. So he had this like um, the 80s was kind of his you know quirky phase. The 90s he had this action phase, mm. um, and then you come into the oh, but you did have City of Angels in the 90s as mm. well. Mm. Uh, and then you come into the uh, uh, the, the 2000s. You get the uh, 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 movies like the, the Wick was it? Yeah, the Wicker Man was in two thousand six. The Weatherman uh, he did as well. The Weatherman, yeah. The um, but he man, also did like Weatherman. another mushy one as well. He did um, Captain Corelli's Mandolin, which was based on a book, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, he did Adaption as well, which, oh. where he played two two brothers, Charlie Kaufman and Donald. See, Kaufman. he didn't turn up to eleven in that one. No, I he thought was he was very understated and kind of the Nicolas Cage I would like to see more of. Mm. The, but then he's also like done some uh, some voiceover work as well. The Ant Bully, he played Zock um, in that. Um, and have you? I hadn't even heard of that. The Ant Bully, hmm. yeah. Uh, and then he um, then he finally got to you know, live out his dream of being a, uh, a comic book character, where he played uh, Ghost Rider in uh, Ghost Rider in two thousand and seven. So just focusing on that for a minute, where does that fit into the whole like things becoming comic book movies? So where well, does Ghost Rider was so two thousand seven two thousand eight was Iron Man so this is right pre Iron Man but after the first Hulk yes the first Hulk would have been in two thousand and five two thousand yeah somewhere around there yeah yeah 
Um, the Ang Lee one. See, yeah. when you mentioned comic book, I was like, oh, because he did a voice in Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, where no, my brain he was, went. He was uh, Johnny Blaine then. Um, he also did How jo- old would he have been then? Well, how old is he now? Don't uh, make me do math. Oh, Cecilia, sorry to you're make on you- the math train. Right, Nicolas Cage, Wikipedia. He was born in, <laughs> he was born in 1964. He's 58 years old. 58 years old. Yeah. Um, he also had a, a, a uncredited uh, um, appearance in Grindhouse playing Fu Manchu in the uh, segment Werewolf Women of the SS, which was a, um, uh, a trailer. trailer, a fake trailer. Yes. It? Yeah. Um, he also did the the National Treasure films. They were for, for Disney. Mm. And might I mention one of my favourite memes in the entire world, is the one with Nicolas Cage, and it says, I don't really like tequila, but one shot won't hurt. Three hours later, I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> Did that really happen in that movie? No, but oh. I... Okay. But I love that meme. Because I thought you were going to say the meme where, like, no, not the bees. Because <laughs> like, I think that was something That's in Wicker Man. Man. That's oh, Wicker Man. Not the bees. I, not the bees. I had no idea that that was a thing. That's an insane film. Like, really insane. Um, what is it about? I've never seen it. He, Nicolas Cage basically goes to this kind of. Uh, it's like an Amish community. Is it an Amish community that he. Or some kind of cult like uh, yeah, community? Yeah. And it's kind of like a folk. Horror. And just note that and the Amish this... are not a cult. Thank Sorry. You <laughs> it's like like a, it was either an Amish community or a cult-like community, not comparing the two <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he arrives there to do some investigation and it's like a folk horror. There's like this folklore about a wicker man or something. And, like, that is all I can remember, but I just remember the ending of that film. It's insane. Um, so it's like the Wicker Man maybe like a character of like fear? It's like a folk, yeah. yeah. Like there's this folklore in that particular yeah. community and he's there investigating something and yeah, I, I just like remember him. a lot of research to do. I just remember him <laughs> at the end being tied up and this is a really old film so I'm not spoiling anything. Um, no, 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 you're fine. But the uh, he, he, in in the uh, like early two thousands to the just after twenty ten twenty eleven, like his career kind of goes off the rails a bit as far as the Hollywood kind of films like and Hollywood stops calling. But he did uh, before that do the Sorcerer's Apprentice, um, Season of the Witch, Drive Angry, and then he did uh, Ghostbuster. Uh, sorry, Ghostbusters, Ghost Rider, Spirits of Vengeance. Um, I believe we have a question here over on the left. Um, what made you skip over kick ass? Well, I was going to say he's, you know, kick- he's probably getting. To yeah, that. he's got a sk- he's got a way. And to bad do it. lieutenant. Okay. Yeah, so we're just along for the journey. He did, Sorry, yeah. he did yeah. a. Uh, I thought he was doing it chronologically. Be a passenger yeah. in in kick ass. He did get to play that uh, that Batman kind of character again. He got to be a you know, comic book hero, which is great. <laughs> I'm being a passenger. You're driving. I'm really worried. <laughs> I've got my foot on the plate. I like um, <laughs> fake break. The film, The Frozen Ground, that he did. That was the one that he did with John Cusack, and he played a detective, and John Cusack was the serial killer. Spoilers. That sounds like a movie that I need to see. You would like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's something like that I don't it. want to see, but I do like John Cusack. I, um, I wrote down the movies that I think I have actually seen, and at 10, it's not that many. Huh? Wow. He was in he was in Astro Boy as a, doc, uh, as a voice of Dr. Oh, Tenma. That's yes, another one that's that you right. skipped yeah. over, but I was more curious over uh, are you skipping over that one. Well, it's, it's more like his career, like he's it's spanned a long time. Mm. He's had these like big successes with the big tentpole films. 
But then his career kind of hit a, a, a speed bump. And this is what I find really interesting is that like from like 2013-ish onwards, he started doing a, a shitload of mm. um, like straight-to-video movies. I'm sorry, but have you guys seen The Croods? It's very entertaining. <laughs> well, yeah, the- Croods 2 specifically, even better than the first one. Sorry, nice. Moving on. <laughs> I'm not even joking about you that. It's really entertaining. Films. It's very good. I think we saw it, didn't we? So do we do we decide how old Nicolas Cage was? Fifty eight. Fifty eight, right, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> Sixty eight. Fifty eight. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fifty eight. So so um but he's was doing a lot of these like, you know, straight to video films for, for many, many years. I mean the uh well, probably not straight to video because video doesn't exist anymore. Well, but we yeah, get the no. we, we get the gist. We get yeah, it. yeah. Uh so he did uh in twenty 20- 13, he did The Frozen Ground, The Croods. Uh, the Croods got a cinematic release, did, yeah. I'll have you know. Yeah. Yes, and then did, Joe, you. right. Then in 2014, he did Rage, Outcast, Left Behind, Dying uh, Dying of the Light. Um, and then 2015, it was The Runner, Pay the Ghost, The Trust, Eat, uh, Dog Eat Dog, Snowden. Um, and then uh, USS Indianapolis Men of Courage and Army of One. Uh, 2017, he did Arsenal, Vengeance, A Love Story, Inconceivable, Mum and Dad, The Human Bureau, Dark. And then in 2018, it was Mandy, Looking Glass, 211. Uh, he did Teen Titans Go, the movie, the, as a voice of Superman. Finally got to play Superman. He was supposed to play that in a Tim Burton film many, many years before. Mm. Uh, and then he did Between Worlds and then Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse. He played Spider-Man Noir. Um so you can see, but between like 2013 and 2018, he was doing a lot of these films that none of us would have seen. Exactly. Mm. And that's the, 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 the question you ask is, well, why was that the case? And the case was he had a shitload of debts to pay off. Mm. He's, he's had five wives, people. Divorces wow. cost a lot of money. It really? Yeah. Imagine all the Has money. Has he been married he- to anyone that we would know? I don't think so. I don't know. I, I have no really idea. know much about his personal life. Well, no. So basically, uh, he, he at one point he had a fortune uh, of $150 million. And by buying uh, $800 uh, double-headed snakes. Uh, uh, $80,000. So, so $80,000 or 800000 No, uh, Chris said 800000 But uh, oh, I believe it's eighty. Oh, okay. Well, that's, Rolling that, Stone. That's, that's not too that's bad. That's reasonable. That's I, very I, reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> I would buy a two-headed snake that's for $80,000. That's, like, that's like forty grand a head. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I paid much more than that for head. Um <laughs> Well played, <laughs> sir. Well played. Thank you. Uh, the the um, so basically, uh, he had a fortune of one hundred fifty million. He blew that. I don't know, buying private islands, mm. or I, I don't know exactly. Probably what, just alimony. Yeah, but he ended up owing the IRS six point three million in property taxes. Whoa. Um. So basically, and as well as that, he was spending twenty thousand dollars a month uh, to keep his mother out of a mental institution. So the the debts were racking up, and this was around the time that uh, the Sorcerer's Apprentice, Ghostbusters: Spirit of Vengeance, kind of tanked, and so Hollywood was like, "Well, you're obviously not someone we can bank on to make money out of anymore, so we're not going to call you." 
And so any uh, opportunity he got to uh, be in a uh, a movie, he would be accepting them. And so obviously, like, he wasn't making a ton of money per movie, so that's why he had to do so many of them. But he was still only taking roles he believed in, right? Mm. And as I, I haven't actually watched any of these films, I can't tell you whether they're, they're good or not. Uh, Crudes 2 is brilliant, and yeah. I can understand why he believed in that film. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but that, that was a reason why he was just you know, trying to get himself back to a point where he wasn't in debt and um, he'd get back on with his life. And I think he's actually achieved that now because now he seems to have gone back to making films for enjoyment. Mm. Um, and we can see, because you guys uh, saw recently the, the new um, Nicolas Cage film where he's playing a version of himself. Can, yes. can we maybe go through some of his choices of um of life partners that didn't I, I was, quite work out for a life just before we get into the movies? Yeah, because I was looking at that too. It was too. almost like he's got this weird thing for collecting people as well, like mm. not collecting people in a creepy kind of way. No, no, I but totally I do see remember what you mean. the whole like so Patricia Arquette I think was his first wife mm-hmm. but i remember there was he had this big thing about elvis presley and he married lisa marie presley and he still does have a massive thing about elvis presley apparently there's really? one elvis presley song in every movie that he makes it's like a stipulation maybe i don't know wow. oh i've never noticed that well, that's I, really cool what it's not really cool that he married he, no, I don't no, know. That's it feels not really cool. weird, doesn't it? That does. Yeah. That almost feels like he married her. Creepy. Yeah, yeah. I remember cool. like some of the gossip mm. coming out at the time, thinking, mm. "Oh, that seems a bit weird." Mm. It's like he wanted to fuck Elvis. Oh mm. my god! <gasps> well, they only married for a couple of years, so. Oh. Who did that? And yeah. then he left. Yeah. Well, he he achieved his goal at that point in time. So. <laughs> so are there really five? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so he had his kid. first kid. Oh yeah, and then he had his first kid with Christina Fulton, and that oh, kid. Oh, so not a married person, not someone who was married to. Uh, naughty, naughty. No, not that, not that. well, it doesn't say that they got married. He might have. Um, apparently, his own things like castles and stuff like he that. He has. He nuts. likes to spend his money on yeah. odd, odd things. I do know the castle rumors. It's just because I would also like to you own a the house in Bath. Do you remember that? Because it was around. Yeah, we were but in- a whole lot of people did. I'm pretty sure Johnny Depp mm. was on that list of people. That we- it seems like a really popular yeah. place for people to like go live we- or hang around, out. It was around that time as well where he, I think, he had to sell the house in Bath because that was <laughs> one of the ways of like you know, yeah. reducing his debt. Mm. Um, but it's is there any any more um, wives? Uh, or- no, that's what I would just sort of. Oh, there was a bit uh, Erica. Um, Erica. Um, Coliti, so there was Alice Kim, who he was married to mm. for the longest period of time, uh, 12 years. Um, Erica Coliti. <laughs> but do you know what their son's called? Um, uh, Kal-El. Yeah. And but you, you get the reference for Kal-El. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, I can't remember the other kid's name. Um, and then he is currently married to Rico Shibata. Shibata. So, Ooh, I like um, Shibata and they're currently <laughs> expecting a kid, apparently. Not Shibata, Shibata. <laughs> Sorry. I could have read that wrong. It's okay. Um, yeah, but um, there you go. Mm. Interesting. Uh, Sorry, let's get on to the, the juicy stuff. I just need to get that out because it's just like, man, there's a lot of people involved here. But I think I think now he's obviously, you know, hopefully he's going to be more savvy with his money from now on. <laughs> um, but he's certainly having a bit of a, a, a renaissance because um, he's had three films out recently um, 
Now, for different reasons, have been awesome. Uh, one, uh, Cecilia and I saw uh, Pig, um, mm. where he's playing a reclusive chef who, like, has some trauma and just decides to move out into the country mm. with his truffle pig. He's just going to, uh, you know, go and collect his, his truffles. And this uh, guy comes from the city, takes the truffles back to the city, gives him his money, and he's happy. That's all he wants in life. Him, his pig... Just doing Just that. Just a simple and, life. And simple it's like, life. this is one of the, like, before he did Pig, he did Willy's Wonderland, where he didn't speak one single word of dialogue in the whole film. So he has to turn it up to 11 just with his face and body. Exactly. I'm kind of tempted at some point to pause the, the, uh, the podcast and just show you something to get your reaction to it. So, so but I'll do that uh, in a little while. Um, the, Thank you for preempting. Yeah, the, um, in, uh, I'll get my pause button ready. I think in uh, Willie's One Line, he, did, uh, he wanted to do a movie where he had no dialogue. So that was what him to doing. To challenge that, himself. To challenge himself. And then in Pig, he kind of used his ability in from – his experience in Willy's Wonderland to transfer it into this amazing character, which I think like was an Oscar worthy character, mm. to be honest with you, um, where the pig gets stolen from him and he spends the rest of the movie tracking down his pig. And it's, it's just an amazing role. Um, the other people are doing, you know, the dialogue and exposition kind of around him. And he's got very little dialogue in this film as well, but just such a compelling character and a compelling story. Mm. That was really, really good. And I think that a lot of people thought that this film was going to be a revenge tale mm. as well, that he was going to be seeking out revenge. For, sort of for like his... John Wick and yeah. you, you kill my dog, I'm going to kill I'm gonna you. I'm going to kill you. And it, it was completely the opposite of that there's this beautiful scene at the end and i don't want to give anything away even though the film is a little bit you know a few months old now but there's this beautiful scene at the end where he's kind of face to face with the person responsible and the way that it plays out is not at all how you would expect Mm. it would but it's almost um it's very endearing and it's not a revenge there's there's very there's no action in this film at all really i mean there's one one scene um in he he crosses paths with this old fight club that he used to go to mm. and the, i think there's one punch maybe thrown but that that is it um so it's not an action film it, it's dialogue driven uh sorry no it's like it sounds amazing but both rachel and i are both busy watching i know thank you so much that's out the window thank you so much for listening <laughs> to me no I'm just i kidding. am listening <laughs> i'm just also watching a bird i'm joking they're called weebills they're the smallest um, birds in australia Oh, but for me, this really kind of ignited my, I suppose, like for Nick Cage again, because Mm. for a long time, I didn't really appreciate his work. I thought it was dumb and stupid. I really enjoyed some of it, like Bad Lieutenant and um, some of his older stuff. But yeah, I think Pig was a... A Oscar worthy film. It was. Does he do the over the top? No, not at all. See, that's when he's at his best. Completely the opposite. He's Mm. very calm Mm. in this film. He's very, yeah, like I say, there's no action. It's not really a revenge, like action. It's it's not a revenge action story Mm. at all. And I think that's what I expected it to be. I don't know what you thought, Lewis. Did you expect to go into this thinking it was that? Yeah, I expected the same thing. Yeah. Um, But no, it was was just great. It was a really well-told story. It was just compelling. Um, And you you just – 
through this film, you're just going, have a wash. Do you know, please have a wash. Do you know what was so interesting, though, is the whole time we were watching this film, I thought you were hating it because there was no action. No. And no. we left this film and Lewis was like, I really like that. And I was like, that's interesting because I know that Lewis likes his mm. action films. Yeah. And because there was no action in this film, I thought, oh, God, he's going to hate this. And we talked about it, yeah, like on our walk, by, uh, walk back to the car mm. and we both really enjoyed the film and then we really kind of unpacked it on the show that week. And nice. Yeah, it was just really cool. Yeah, a really cool it's, film. It's um, funny you should mention Just Have a Wash because I know this is completely tangent but that's the name of the show. Have you seen – Top Gun in a while. When was the last time you got watched? Top well, we Gun? were just talking about this because we saw the trailer for the, the sequel, mm. and we were just like, we should really rewatch it because I actually don't think I've watched Top Gun since the eighties, possibly mm. the early nineties. It's really painful to sit through. Is it? Um, so, so watch it on the small screen. Well, the, what's the we footage we went like? to Dave. Uh, we went to some friends' house. Um, for dinner and we had it on in the background while mm. we ate dinner and chatted mm, and whatnot and I kept watching it going oh my god they're so sweaty every character in this movie is ridiculously sweaty to the point where I'm so grossed out because I'm like why are you so sweaty is it and I kept like, like wiping my brow wanting wanting the sweat to come away from me and no because the, the volleyball scene and everything like that as well, well no uh, every single scene like it. conversations in an office I'm like is there no air in there <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was filmed Maybe it was during a heat wave, okay? I I think they made fun of it when they did the Hot Shots film, you know, with Charlie Sheen. Uh, The thing I always remember from that movie is that scene, the sex scene with the food, where he puts the olive in her belly button and then pops (laughs) it out. (laughs) It's so funny. Not in in Top Gun, in the... the, uh, (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) Hot Shots 2. It was, uh, and it also just reminded me how much too? I don't I like Tom Cruise. Hot Shots part Dricks. Oh, oh, he's a weird character. Why he's do you remember that guy. so specifically? Because um, it was the, the takeoff of uh, Top Gun when they did that that bit with the, the sex scene. Was Why it? wasn't it Hot Shots, the it first was, one? I'm sure it was the second one. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was uh, the first one. Maybe it and was hot because hot Top Gun was filmed in San Diego County. Oh, which makes sense because they're Navy people and San Diego is lots of Navy oh, and people. they're hot because oh, yeah, they were so close to the equator. Yeah. yeah, hot. Is it closer to the equator? It, it is closer <laughs> than we are and then many other places. <laughs> so you say, say that in your mum's voice. It's like, you're right, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like... Very good. You spelt that almost correctly, except it doesn't have any of those letters. Except in your it. A's go that way around. <laughs> <laughs> I want. I want to talk about Willy's Wonderland for for a second because this is. This just sounds like a porno. But no, anyway. no. When you when you start saying something, I want to talk about Willy's. You got to say the Wonderland really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Willy's. Yeah. Wonderland. Willy. Is it a cross between Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and like that movie about the Wonderland mur- murders that had like Vil- Val Kilmer on it? No. No, because then no. it makes me think of like Willy Wonka murdering people. No. Except Val Kilmer's character didn't murder anyone; he was just the informant. But anyway, no. so Willy's Wonderland is a, a film where there is a uh, like you know Chuck E. Cheese, mm. uh, where they've got like animatronic uh, characters and people Creepy. go there for their birthday and the the animatronics do a bit of a show and that sort of thing. Mm. Well, in Willy's Wonderland, those animatronics are possessed by serial killers, and so uh, oh, I love this yeah. already. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. So in, in the in the past, <laughs> and and the reason Nick 
decided to do this film was, as I said, it was there's no he needs sp- to pay his, for bills. Yeah, his, no, no, his, <laughs> no, no, no. This is this is where this is where he's like paid off his his debts. Now he can do films for fun. It's got no no dialogue in the film at all. He wanted to see if he could do a film with no dialogue. Right. Um, but it was just a really fun film. Like the uh, and he kind of his character is gone. Uh, Kind of, his character's a bit on the spectrum, and but he just he just lives life and goes with the flow, and so he drives a town. I disagree from what you've told me so far, but anyway, drives- have you seen this film, Cat? No, but I've heard about okay. it ad nauseum. He drives a town, and his car gets taken out by stingers, um, and so his, all of his tires get blown out. Right, and he gets picked up by this tow truck driver who says, "Look, I can fix your car." Um, and it'll be ready for you tomorrow, but you gotta pay me cash, um, for it. And he doesn't have cash. He carries cash. Exactly. No one carries cash. The ATM's fucked up. There's no way of him paying for it. He goes, well, look. You can go uh, to my mate's uh, restaurant and just do some cleaning overnight, and then that'll cover the thousand bucks for fixing the car. Jeez, that is a really well-paid hey, cleaning job. job. Yeah. yeah, and so he's like, "What's the catch?" Right? Exactly. Yeah, he indicates. Yeah, yeah, cool. I'll do that. And uh, goes to the the, the place, and uh, he goes inside and t- texts the guy who owns the place. Says, "Don't forget to take breaks." And he's like, "Oh, right, okay." And then sets his watch so that every hour he will take. A, a break and uh, he when he takes a break he has a drink of this caffeinated drink and he plays the um, pinball machine and he does his stuff um, regardless of what is happening around him he will do this every single time uh, but in one of these uh, instances he does the most Nicolas Cage thing and goes like to 11 without uttering a word and that's what I want to show you guys and get your reaction to it so <laughs> okay we could do that but basically my thing was did he just like wave his hand around like Muppets <laughs> And apparently it's basically yes. So I'm interested to see it. Okay. Cool. So uh, we're back. Well, I really appreciated that clip that you just showed us yes. of Nick Cage dancing. I don't know whether it was necessary, but I wouldn't be first to watching the movie. I want to see the movie. You would watch the movie? Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. It's I would not. I really? feel I would watch that scene if that's at least of stabby six stabby. times. But I, not would, the I would, film. but not the film. <laughs> I want to see the film, but I'm disappointed that Nick Cage is mute the entire time. But that's the, that's the beauty of his character. It's mm-hmm. like the, the the it's such a weird character. Yeah. And as I said, like you notice from the clips I showed you, mm-hmm. like as soon as his I said clips. Yeah. He always intended mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you call it? I believe the word was entrapment. <laughs> But when his, when his watch goes off, no matter what he's doing, he just stops and goes and has his break. I like that. I'm going to do that at work from now on. I'm sorry. You can't talk to me right sorry, now. Sorry. My <laughs> alarm is going to go You're on the phone and, you, and your watch goes <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to hang up now. Bye. I'm on my break. Yeah. And then I'm going to go down an energy drink, play some ping pong and dance. So it, mm. and it, the Ping amount- pong. I think oh, it's pinball. <laughs> I'll get the pinball on the old um, computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The amount of energy drinks that he downs during this film, it's amazing his heart doesn't explode. I know. Probably not real energy drinks. No, no. I like to think he looks after himself. To be honest, though, if you were to go out on the town and have vodka and Red Bull, you may have as many energy drinks as that. Mm -hmm. True. I I must say, like, I have indulged in the vodka Red Bull, but I've only ever had one. Like maybe two. I've never done the whole night. I've definitely surpassed. Wow. Like at least seven. <gasps> yeah. I still sleep though. How's really? your heart? Yeah. Speaking of hearts, you're Not asking after our Abby's heart. 
Not Good very God, good. Woman. I um, have recently had to give up. Um, I've been told that I need to give up caffeine. <laughs> Slow down, sister. This week I've done pretty good. Like this is, I've had one energy drink. If I'd today. known that, I wouldn't have offered you. No, no, I'm it's sorry. fine. I still have a coffee every day because um, I get withdrawals if I don't, mm. and um, I need like that was perfect. I needed that. So um, I'm sorry that just boggles the mind that you're trying to give up caffeine. Mm. Like I, I, I did it for a bit. <laughs> And I'm back on the on the back trolley. On the when back I on the say sauce. give up caffeine, I don't mean entirely. I mean I'm Cut limiting right myself to one coffee a day. Yeah. That is it. Just put mm. a decap like I do. It's great. Yeah. No. I did that and then I think I had one or two coffees and I'm like, well, I'm back on the train. <laughs> I think if you limit yourself, you shouldn't deprive yourself. I mean, coffee's the only reason I get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> so to deprive myself of that pleasure would be insanity. I think about tomorrow's coffee the night before. So do I. I when can't I hop, wait to wake up and have coffee. I know. When I hop into my bed at night, I'm like, my alarm's going to go off at 4.30. I'm like, <gasps> but. Why are you getting up at 4.30? Shit to do. Reasons. <laughs> I've got shit to do. reasons, all right? <laughs> but I'm going to make a coffee. Although I haven't been getting up very early lately. I've got someone staying with me at the moment, a friend of mine. Do do tell. Oh, no, I I shouldn't probably say on air just in case. I'm I'm kind of wanting my space back, to be honest. I'll tell you guys off air. Okay. okay. (laughs) Now, I've spoken about willies. No, no, Uh, I still have more to say about coffee coffee. because one of the – People that I admire the most about all things addiction is Will Anderson mm. um, because he doesn't talk about it just like saying, I've got to cut this out. It's like I've got a bad relationship with this thing, mm. whether it be coffee, whether mm-hmm. it be booze or whether it be happy little pills. And he just cuts back or, you know, mm. reduces it for a set amount of time mm. and then redoes the relationship. Yeah, because the relationship has got unhealthy. Yeah, so if you assess your relationship with things like, I mean, like glasses of wine, you could, you know, maybe overdo that. That's a really valid point because there was a time where I was just having a coffee whenever I wanted. Mm. But now if I'm limiting myself to one, I kind of enjoy that a little bit more. Improves the relationship. This is is why I love my coffees because I have Mm. one or two a day, sometimes three, but every time I do it, it's a ritual, you yeah. know, and I really enjoy the sitting down and enjoying it. And I, I know you guys may have not seen this movie, but you've got mail. Have you guys seen it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, this is going to be a really random, like, reference, but there's a part where Parker Posey is ready to go to work and she's waiting for her coffee machine to hurry up and get her her shot of coffee. Mm. And I'm like – and she's like, come on. And then she downs it. It's like, it's not a medication. Mm. It's something to sit and enjoy, enjoy and really be present with that coffee. <laughs> I will take hours to drink a coffee because I enjoy it. But, so yeah. I listened to a podcast recently where one of the hosts, um, they were talking about uh, they do a lot of behavioral stuff. And so she wanted to, well, the challenge was that she was supposed to not have sugar in a coffee and he was supposed to put sugar in his coffee because he doesn't. And so it's like, you know, walk in someone else's shoes kind of thing. She did hers. He didn't. But um, because men always renege on their promises. And who would want want sugar in their coffee anyway? Sorry. Precisely. I'm I'm not judging anybody, but. No, but it's something that she's actually kept up. And one of the things that she did, and I think it's probably what you do, you make a ritual out of it. Mm. So she would actually, because she didn't enjoy the. I don't like. (laughs) Sacrifice. It's so hard to find verbs. 
virgins at six o'clock in the and morning. goats. I mean, where do you get so many goats from? Seriously, and, and virgin goats, Virginians. <laughs> it meant to be Virginians. Virgin oh, goats. sorry. Oh, Virginians. Virginian goats. Virginian goats. We've had it wrong every time. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> We've got friends that live in Virginia. Talk so about we tangents. Probably ask. Anyway, I sorry. To tell my story. Yeah. Yes. So, um, one of the things that she did, and she like, because she was scoring her coffees, and that was pretty shit scores for the first couple of days. And then what she started doing was, um, having her coffee and, um, and deciding to find three things that she liked about the coffee. So, you know, that it smelled particularly caramelly today, and she loved the way that the warmth felt in it as she held it in her hand and those kind of things and she actually she forced herself to find three things and from that point on she actually really enjoyed it to the point that during that 14 day first period her husband made her a coffee and didn't realize that she was doing this ritual so she drank that coffee or had a sip of it and then drank the coffee that she'd made for herself and actually enjoyed it still, like gave it like a six out of ten, which, you know, when it's coffee that you don't really enjoy, I think that's pretty cool. The first sip is mm. the most beautiful experience. Well, we've got a pod, Honestly, we've got a pod day. machine now, so um <laughs> and like a, a milk frother and yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. And you know, once you get it right, because I used to be like, oh, I'm not really into pod machines. Once you get it right, but once though, you once you get it the right pods as well, yeah, yeah, mm. and and I mean like the the right ratio of like mm. coffee to milk and all yeah. that sort of mm. stuff. Warmth. Of and milk. honestly, it's it's so good. And we I've started saying that's a beautiful coffee. Thanks, Rach. <laughs> <laughs> that's lovely. I, I like, like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Can you give me some pat on the back? I I know, but I I definitely feel it. It's a real moment of gratitude and appreciation of this is a moment for you. Let's just have it. Yeah. Man, I sound 40. (laughs) 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 See what's in the works for you, girlie. I know. It only gets better, baby. (laughs) I just, every morning that first sip of coffee is like an awakening in me that I need. (laughs) That's all caffeine. A literal it's, awakening. It's literally like an orgasm every morning. I'm like, thank you, Lord. Do you spill the coffee sometimes? <laughs> One of the things that I started doing, um, so there was a trip to America where I gave up coffee because I was just like. <laughs> the coffee over there is shit. Basically, and I, it was one of our trips was a bit touch and go as to whether we were going to be married when we came oh, back. And so I thought. It's the I hand thought, tell, right. uh, It's the hand. <laughs> yeah, we, we all know the story. Anyway, so moving on. <laughs> but um, coffee was a big factor in that. And so I gave up coffee. But there was another trip where I went, okay, I still want to have coffee, but I just don't want to be reliant on it to wake up because mm-hmm. that's one of the things when you're jet lagged, you just want to go, ah, oh, have all the coffee. So I started doing this. I read this article where you don't have your first coffee until you are fully awake. Mm-hmm. And so it's usually mm-hmm. after nine or 10 o'clock. I started doing that. Let that go a little bit with the whole work from home. But um, because Lewis is like, do you want a coffee? I'm like, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) if you're making. Um, But it's not when I first wake up by any stretch of the imagination. Mm. So, but yeah, that's also a useful thing to start doing because you're not relying on that coffee to wake up. True. Yeah. Not that it actually has any effect on my Fatigue levels at all. Do it some, doesn't. Do some of the pomegranate that I gave you. It's yeah. full really? of lots of gro- – oh, yeah. yeah. That's that's how, like we'll eat the, the things by themselves. Because yes. I would much rather enjoy <laughs> a coffee Mom later knows. in the day, <laughs> Mom like knows. later in the morning. Yeah. I'd much rather get to where I, you know, start up and check my emails and drink yeah. coffee while I do that. Not so. check your emails. Don't check your emails first thing in the morning when, when you're switching work. your brain on. 
Really? No, no. When you're at work, oh, I would at much, work. Oh, sorry. I would much yep, rather wait to have my morning coffee yep. while I do that kind of process. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then it's like, what do I do in the morning? What do I have? You have a shower. <laughs> I've got nothing. Get up, have a shower. Get up and go for a run. Or I a know. Walk. I really need to exercise. I'm just going to share my personal life with everybody now. <laughs> Let's get back to Nick. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. <laughs> while we're on this coffee tangent, okay. I have to share with you a funny little anecdote. So, anecdote. <laughs> Is that not? How you say uh, anecdote. it? Thank you, that too. No, 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 I like anecdotes. Ant- 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 talk about your antics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, once you hear it, you will think it's a bit of an antic. But anyway, um, I was in bed and um, Chris thought he'd do the nice thing. <laughs> this is... <laughs> This is last weekend. Lewis, Lewis sometimes thinks that and I'm just like, dude, I've got to go to work. <laughs> um, so last um, last weekend, obviously long weekend if, if um, you're listening live. Extra Why long weekend. Why would you be listening live? It's a podcast. <laughs> um, fucking hell. Anyway, so Chris got up before me and then I'm still laying in bed and I, I woke up just as he was like looking in to see if I was awake. And then he smiles at me and closes the door and I'm like, aw. And then I'm so like, cute. I'm sitting there looking at my phone and I'm like, I can smell coffee. Why is he making himself a coffee when he clearly knows I'm awake? Why is he not bringing me a coffee? And I'm like, asshole. I, well, I'm sitting there going, do I be rude and just send him a text? I'm like, how do I send him a text message that says I want a coffee without being a bitch? So I sent him one just going, coffee, question mark? Because I'm like, I can smell it. Why is he making one for himself and not for me? I don't understand. And so I get a text back that says, on your bedside table. You <laughs> <laughs> can smell it. put down a coffee soundlessly <laughs> the only thing you got was like the nice little like shutting the door on the way out yeah oh my god moment. but like smiling and be like she's awake she's gonna enjoy this that's beautiful so funny we've discovered this anyway. new thing with well i've discovered this new thing with my watch that i can do which is to play a walkie talkie i think they call it intercom message mm. oh my god to the sound um to the home pod <laughs> and so i can be in the bedroom and just go no, not quite, but almost. Like, so I was, um, I was putting together unscripted, um, the podcast episode the other day. And I, for which we are forever grateful. Was it last weekend? It must have been on the Monday of the public holiday. Cause I'm thinking it wasn't that long ago, but I didn't do it during the week. So I was drinking beer. So I I had a beer. I was like lying, well, not lying in bed, but sitting up in bed doing that. I'm just like, oh, shivers. I'm out of beer. And so I was like, intercom. Like, Lewis, could you get me another beer? And you hear this, Broom. Lewis, can you get me another beer? <laughs> and it's kind of funny because we've got like a little pod thing in the in the bedroom as well. So I got to hear it. I was just like, hey. <laughs> Lewis is like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> How did that bitch learn to throw a voice like that? <laughs> it must have been a little bit creepy as well because oh I was God. saying it really quietly. Lewis! Lewis! Lewis is like, what the fuck? Sorry, sorry. Oh, my God. Lewis. Get me another beer from beyond the grave. Pour a beer on the grave for me. Because you're my bitch. 
on, on the weekend, Kat some, sometimes likes to sleep in a lot later than I do. And I get up and I read. And I go, I can really do it with a coffee, but I don't want to wake Kat up. I don't know that I'd hear it. Yeah. And so you should I, try it one weekend. I, 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 I mean, if you get, Lewis, would you turn the fucking coffee machine off? Because <laughs> <laughs> the pod's right next to the pod machine. Oh, my God. All right. We've got to move away from coffee. So funny to to right I want to talk about... The unbearable weight of a massive talent. Yes. Of massive talent. Yes. Let's do it. This is Nick Cage's latest film and my God, it is probably my favorite. Fucking epic. <laughs> and um, can I just confirm, you guys have not seen this no, yet. No, I want to see it. But oh my haven't. God. So really, Nicolas Cage plays a version of himself and we've all heard the rumors, we've spoken about it today, that he's a big spender. So he mm. takes on these, you know, shitty film roles <laughs> to kind of um, fuel his spending habits or at least pay back his debts. And the film begins with Nicholas having a bit of a career crisis. can't speak anymore, guys. Um, he's kind of not landing any roles at the moment, but he's got this $600,000 kind of... $600,000 hotel bill. Not a two-headed snake, but a hotel room that he's got to kind of payback it's post-divorce he's going through a divorce he's got a young daughter he's paying alimony all of those bits and pieces so he gets this kind of offer of a million dollars to fly out to spain and appear at a birthday celebration for a super fan a billionaire super fan uh harvey played by pedro pascal he kind of reluctantly agrees to do this but he does and when he arrives he's also recruited by some cia agents who suspect that harvey is a uh, kind of the head of a drug cartel and he's got this young girl kidnapped for some political reasons so he's kind of pulled into then spying on harvey and it kind of i suppose escalates from there but instead of kind of that they form this epic bromance between them oh that would be so cute but it's this beautiful fusion of kind of um meta comedy where we're really taking the piss of you know out of Nicolas Cage films the fact that it's Nicolas Cage uh there's action and then of course there's bromance as well but I thought there was also a lot of heart to this film yeah as well and they're trying to they're trying to write a a screenplay Screenplay together as well well, so there's the love letter to film Mm -hmm. and and ode to film and also yeah and a little drug scene yeah oh my god I peed my pants During that drug scene. I, oh, my I goodness. Didn't literally Are you going to wear the pants now to I, <laughs> I didn't quite pee, but I almost peed my pants. But I haven't laughed that much for a really long time at a film. Yeah. I would say. I, that it, Honestly, it was so hilarious. I could not. And the people in front of us left at some stage. And what? Like, yeah, Why two people left. I, this is a media screening. Yeah. This is a media screening. But yeah. I. But it was chockers. Form. It was chockers. There, there yeah. were, well, they may have not been actual media people. Yeah. They may have been like. Comp winners or something. Was it at one or of our like favourite cinemas? Instagrammy pipe type people. That's not quite in the city. Um, oh, oh, okay. No. no, no, no. It was at a major cinema. Okay. Yes, it was major. Yeah, yeah. Cinema. No, I thought it was an independent one. No, I was just like, no, no. oh. Um, it's um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got it. Yeah. yeah. I, I can lip read. <laughs> but I enjoyed this film start to finish. There was mm. no point at this film where I was not engaged at all. Yeah. And I just loved that. And pardon the pun, but Nicolas Cage wasn't unbearable in this no, film. He wasn't. He didn't play to 11 but he does have a massive talent but he does have a massive talent in his pants (laughs) 
what I was going to say. It does sound um, like a bit of a euphemism, doesn't it? I really loved Pedro Pascal in this role. I so thought funny. he actually probably was the highlight for me in this film more than Definitely. Nicolas Cage. But the the drug scene, and it's to so give people tune, a bit of context, is they take some LSD and there's just a scene where they're kind of in the city of um, this small Spanish town. Where were they? Uh, uh, I thought they were in Mallorca. But yes, like, Mallorca. Sorry, they were in Mallorca. But, um, but also like a bit of a distance, yeah. like like a smaller area, I think. Yeah. Um, and they're like convinced these guys are like following them. <laughs> and Tonight, what? <laughs> And then, uh, and and then, um, yeah. But just, there's this hilarity <laughs> ensues as it does in drug mo- in in it like when people take drugs in movies. Just um, just so say no funny. to drugs unless you're an actor in a movie and you're portraying someone who's on drugs. That's and right. there's that beautiful scene. In which case, it's quite entertaining. Apparently, yes, yeah, they're at the cliff and they're yes. kind of role playing. Um, this scene and oh. <laughs> it is so good. And I there's really like jokes about shoes, which sounds ridiculous, but like just oh my gosh, it's so good. But a lot I of cannot heart wait to see too. This. I a lot of heart. heart. Yeah, I cannot wait to see this movie again. Honestly, it's really good. So good. So, so good. I, I hope I'm, you guys get to see it. Oh, we're gonna see it this weekend. I think. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I was trying to. I was trying to indicate to Lewis which. Film session, so I brought up oh, the film sessions, ah. and I thought he would just press on the one that he was interested in, yes. and he just went thumbs up. I thought you were privately like, uh, like I'm. Oh, I was just sending a dinner, sending, <laughs> and it's gonna get here in ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, I was just sending him nudes this way because, yeah. like, actually sending them across the airway is not a good it's idea. Not a good idea. No. Phones can get yeah. Things can get lost in the airways. (laughs) (laughs) But no, this film is hilarious. Um, I just, yeah, I I cannot wait to see this again. I think it's so funny. And we sat there for a long time thinking there would be stuff after the credits. Oh, we did, didn't we? But there wasn't. (laughs) Well, we didn't stay until right, right at the end, but we stayed until like the initial credits where, you know, in a Marvel film Mm. they would normally have something because they did. Yeah. T- they did take the piss out of Marvel films a little bit, yeah. just a bit of a jab. Um, so we thought maybe there would be a little scene, but there wasn't. Nothing. But we, again, we didn't stay until the total end of the credits, but we stayed until they turned the lights up. But there like, was time to leave so many times where you and I just looked at each other, just pissing ourselves. Oh, my God. It was so funny. Um, yes, it was very good. I, I love this, yeah. So, so like, it maybe Nick Cage is back. I think I not think, that he had ever gone no. anywhere. Exactly. I think he's kind of like having a renaissance now, like mm. with uh, like the John Travolta yeah. renaissance that happened, and, yeah. and the Ethan Hawke one that's currently happening. Yeah, mm. Ethan Hawke's in everything. He's be in that really so interesting good. horror film. Yeah. Do you know what? That looks so good. I saw the preview for it, and I was prepared to just like close my eyes and put my hands over my ears to go and see it. <laughs> or to watch the trailer. I don't oh. know. Like, I think it's something that I probably maybe could watch. I'm, I'm. The jury's out. Is I this might the send one Lewis that's first. Seventies. No, no? no, this is the black, the black phone. The black phone. Thank where you. The, where he, I'm yeah. intrigued. It looks interesting. Hang on. Is Do you know what? It doesn't look is, like is a this, standard horror. It I love that looks, we're having two different. Yeah. It, like, it reminds me of the Babadook, Rach. Like that's the kind of. Um, 
aesthetic I'm getting from this. Right. So this is because I saw a trailer for something that may have already come out where there was a phone booth situation. No. It's no. His, okay. It's a kid who gets kidnapped. He's put in a room. And the room yeah. has a black phone. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Phone, phone and, situation. Yeah. And the phone is not connected to anything. Yeah. And then he, keeps, he gets these calls from these from people. From people that, that have already died or something. Exactly, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yeah. I saw that trailer and I had to change my pants. Yeah. And he's. <laughs> oh, see, I didn't. So maybe yeah. I can go yeah. see it. I just thought it looked really intriguing. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's what I got yeah. from it. And I was just like, I didn't, but I don't think my heart would cope with it. <laughs> and Ethan Hawke is also in The Northman, which is out now, mm. uh, out right now. And he's oh, also in Moon Knight as well, which is mm. currently playing on Disney+. Plus. Uh, so he's having a renaissance, but um, there's something else as well. That I don't he's got feel like out. he ever. Went I don't think anywhere. he ever went anywhere. He though. did. He did. No, he hasn't I been in anything that. for ages. He was in Boy, which was really that predestination. Was like about five years ago, wasn't it? Oh look, but, um, <laughs> there's been a gap. But Nick, Nick has definitely like I think he's back on the upswing. Uh, so we've got the unbearable weight of massive talent out now. You can see Willy's Wonderland on stand if you're in Australia. Watch and, Croods too if you haven't seen it already. Yeah, you can, yeah. See, right. you can see Pig as well. Pig. Pig was on Stan. Stan as well. Um, there, he's got some other stuff that's being uh, that's underway. Announced is he's playing Joe Exotic in an untitled Joe Exotic project. Oh no! Yeah, which he, he would be good. He would be good in that role. You must. Have, I must admit. Um, he's got a film called The Retirement Plan. Uh, the old way. Is it his retirement plan? Because that'd be super uh, cool. The one I'm really looking forward to though is uh, there's a Dracula that's in post production, which means it's already been filmed, and he's playing Renfield. Yes. Like to Ooh. see Nick Cage play Renfield. Who's directing? It. Uh, I'm going to I'll click on I it. love how he has to tell you what he's going to do. Oh, no, no, wait a minute. He's not playing Renfield. He's playing fucking Dracula in a movie called Renfield. Oh, wait. So Nicolas Cage is playing Dracula playing in a film called Renfield. Dracula in a film. <laughs> oh. Hey, Rachel, are we clear on this? So no, Nick Cage no. is playing Dracula in a movie that's called Renfield. Who the fuck is Renfield? There's been all Renfield's talk. like the flyer-eating guy. About the whole... So lost. Um, I'm lost as... There was that talk oh. about the whole Nosferatu reboot with um, Willem Dafoe, but I think that's just a rumour. Oh, my God. Oh, and I love Willem That would be spectacular. And the guy who did The Lighthouse... Um, oh, what? Egger? What's e- his e- name? Egger, Robert, Robert Eggers. Eggers. Robert Eggers. Yeah, because he did The Northman. Yeah. So he did one called... It wasn't called The Witch, was it? He, no, yeah. he did The Witch. Yeah. The Witch. He did The Lighthouse, which... Yeah. Did we see The Lighthouse? I did still Lewis have, and I. I still haven't no, no, seen No, no, we that. saw The Lighthouse. No, we did, because remember there was that scene where those two people were like... <laughs> it wasn't even that was, bad. No, 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 I thought, like, it, was, it wasn't what I was expecting, and, like, you had to really just sit there and just go, oh, it's like a play, because that's that Robert film. Eggers' background. I loved that Highly film. recommend listening to him on... Um, Mark Maron's podcast. If he did a Nosferatu film, I think it would be so I good. Think it yeah, would no, be that'd be good, fascinating. Very good. But because he did the Northman off the back of a conversation that he was having with, oh my goodness, sorry, Lewis, what's the guy who plays the Northman? Uh, Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah. Um, so a conversation with him where he said, I've, I I've always wanted one. to do a Vikings movie. <laughs> I'm like looking at the pictures and I'm like, movie. why are they filming him in his pajamas? But I realize he's, I'm like, shit, he looks bad. But I realize he's wearing Dracula makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he looks like a ghostly. He looks really sick. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness. It's just out at Starbucks. But <laughs> 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 
<laughs> he just he just found out how much that double-headed snake cost him. <laughs> I, oh. I paid how much? <laughs> I didn't order a pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> the heck is with that anyway? I, oh, it's lovely. Yeah, it's really good. It's, I think I'd yeah. enjoy it. Because it's not – it's a little bit too sweet, I think, for my taste. But just to have a small one is quite nice because it's got the spiciness and it doesn't taste like pumpkin. Okay. It's just a little bit sweet. <laughs> okay. Next okay. time in America, which so is So I think the whole idea is pump, pumpkin soon. spice. It's like the cinnamon and stuff like that. Um, I think I've got a root and freshness. You've got to be there at the right time of year as well. Yeah, so. that's the Yeah, bugger. I think you yeah. do because I smelt it when I was here once. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, pumpkin. <laughs> was, anyway. It was sitting up there. I was in- like, Anyway, <laughs> in um, Renfield, uh, you've also got uh, Ben Schwartz. Uh, who, oh, uh, nice! You got Aquafina. Oh, um, she's great. Nicholas Holt. Nicholas so is this Holt. gonna be a comedy? Yeah, it's a comedy. Yeah, <gasps> uh, Nicholas Nick- Holt in the great. He just uh, he uh, does things. I have season two <laughs> to watch. <laughs> he does things for a woman's body. No, no, no. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> all, oh no, he does stir <laughs> the loins a little bit, but oh, it's just no. like. No? No. No, I just think that he's he- a skinny man. Oh. <laughs> no, but there's something about like just his comedy, you just like you just know he's so smart. I think that's I think that's the attraction side. I but- think for me it's he'll always be the boy from about uh, a boy. Yeah, see and then the teen from skins. Yeah, like, the, for me I it's didn't Tony put that from two skins and, together. and I'm like Ew. Yeah, because he was such an asshole in Skins. He was such an asshole. He's a big old dick in the grade, mm, but yeah. there's something likable about him. He, he, he stupid, has he got BDE? Um, big dick energy. Is is, is that, that a thing? Uh, where have you been for the last six months? I don't know. Uh, does that indicate that a- he has a big? No, no, no. I, I think the thing is, like, it, that saying's been a, around for a long time. Yeah. But there's certain people who give off a big dick energy. Oh, yeah, for sure. Is that like a like a masculine thing? I'm, it's, I'm just, I've never. No, I've known women who give off big dick energy. I don't, I don't exactly <laughs> know. Um, is it just like kind a- of like a? He's really sexy and he knows himself and he's comfortable in his own skin. That's what I take it as, yeah. like as an old 40-year-old woman. Um, but, like, if you're a young person, you might be like, I-, I don't know. I think big dick energy is confidence, whereas massive dick energy is when you're a knob end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he's got oh, confidence and he knows okay. himself and he's, but he's not arrogant. Yeah. yeah. There's a whole song. It's really good. Kind of like a John Hamm. Yeah, he's got BDE. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I was trying to I know a few people who, who definitely have BD. I think he's yeah. actually got just a, B, a B, big D as well. <laughs> yeah, we're all in those cargo would. Like, you just know it. Yeah. You just know he would. Yeah. You know, like, I know people who listen to this don't listen to, like, don't watch Formula One, but I, I watch a lot of it and I'm like, Lewis Hamilton, I reckon he's got a tiny penis. Just I need to see a picture of him, not that, but. No, because he's arrogant and he's got no personality and I don't like him. So it's because he's so focused on what he's doing and he's stuck in a world where... Oh, is he the driver car, the car driver guy? Is he the one he's from the Perth? For, no, no, no. That's Daniel Oh, Ricardo. yeah. He's okay. got big dick energy. Um, I love Does Daniel he? Ricciardo. Oh, my God. He's so funny. I just feel like it's kind of weird that, like, it's like... Uh, we watched a comedy special today where they were talking about, you know, how grilled have got those things where you go in there and they give you a little bottle cap. Yeah. And once oh, you've you, ordered your meal, yeah. you charity. put a 
bottle cap in whichever charity you think deserves this month's charity donation this week. So it might be a woman's refuge. It might be a local, um, like a kid's sporting team or something like that. And Tom Ballard, whose comedy we were watching this afternoon, he does this whole joke and it's got this lead up and he talks about going to a former prime minister's um, electorate in Sydney, in a very affluent area, obviously. And it was the local rowing team was one of the charities because mm. they wanted to get new uniforms. Oh. And it's just like, ugh. And that's how I, like, I get, like, that, like, the TV show is probably hugely enthralling. But the thing that fucks me off about that whole the whole industry of F1 is that it's just a whole lot of rich kids oh, just yeah, throwing money at stuff it's and like. 100%. Apart from but, Ricardo, he doesn't come from a massively rich family. They're y- comfortable. Yeah, so it's a nice little Cinderella story yeah. to go with the rest which of the rich the kids. Which is the same with Lewis Hamilton, which is why people like him. Ah. But um, I'm just not a fan because he's been winning for way too long and everybody. You like Lewis's mum when she talks about, I don't want that one to win the tennis because they've won far too many titles. Well, the thing All is, about right. the F word, fairness. Uh, uh, yes, yes, that's right. But see, the thing is, there's only 20 drivers in F1, right? Yeah. And they all get together and like they understand they're like they're competing, but they also have a bit of a joke with every, with each other. And like at the end of the year, they all exchange secret Santa presents mm. and stuff like that. Lewis Hamilton does not get involved in any of the friendship side of things Aww. or any of the mm. fun side of things. He's so focused on the thing, which Just I guess winning. is why is he's winning. Yeah. But like, I just feel like you're missing out on a huge part of of the, the camaraderie, camaraderie yeah. and like the fact that you are one of 20 and yes you're all competitors but like you know there's still friendships in there as well cuz who else can you talk about that with really? Yeah it's a very select except crew. like people who have done it in the past Yeah yeah but anyway Sorry about that tangent. That's all right. No, 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 don't apologise. Nicholas Cage likes cars. Yeah, he does like cars. I brought it back to something Nicholas Cage related, but we should wrap up anyway. Yeah, I think like just after going through like the 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 ups and downs of his career uh, and seeing where he is now, I'm really excited and looking forward to the next stage of his career because I think he's going to be that guy they call on to like just add a bit of spice to films. Like he Mm. might not necessarily be the the main lead actor, but he's going to be that guy that they're going to bring in and i kind of like i hope he he does that and he keeps on having this longevity of career because bruce willis similarly was like just getting himself into a lot of movies a lot of shit movies over the last you know four or five years and it's only recently we discovered the reason why with him was health issues where he is just setting himself up because he knows that Things are going to go downhill for him very, very quickly. Well, they've gone downhill. They've gone I think downhill, he's yeah. just sold his house yeah. as well. Like yeah. he's he's trying. He, he knew what was ha- coming, so mm. he's trying to make himself financial yeah. to. Yes. So, no. so we're, I'm glad that like aphasia is that what it's called? Yes. Where you can't yeah. talk. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad with Nick Cage, it seems like it's just been he's been doing it because of debt issues. He seems to have resolved that, mm. and now I think he can get into that like twilight of his career and just <laughs> hopefully continue on in the in the films and just be that extra spice. Well, he's got a new want. kid to support. Exactly. Too, yes. So. Well, I think he can. I think he can be like you're saying in Pig. I think uh, as much as we don't put a whole lot of, um, you know. 
we're not huge on the Oscars. Mm-hmm. I think he can put in Oscar-worthy performances. It's just getting the right role. Yeah, mm. And Absolutely. I think he's made choices for whatever reasons, but I think it's he, he can make other choices and I think he, he Adaptation can Adaptation really got some awards. And if he'd gone further down that sort of track, yeah, it would have been agreed. interesting. But I think that was probably during that period where he was getting into financial strife, right? Mm. Yeah. So I it would have been 2009? Yeah. Pig was certainly a, yeah, coming back for him. And also the fact that he was able to have the mickey taken out of him mm. in the unbearable weight of massive talent is is also, yeah. I think that shows character mm. uh, as well. So, yeah. No, he's, he's quite, quite a, um, an it's interesting one to watch. You'd want to have at your dinner party, right? Oh, my God, yes. I'd really I enjoy having him at disagree. Party. Really? Yeah. You think he would suck the energy out of the room because it would all be about yeah. him? Possibly. No, I think that um, he would be a Hollywood wanker at the core. I think, really? yeah, I really think mm. that like he's he's good in what he's good in, but I think that there's a reason that he brought a two headed snake. He was raised True. in this in this whole Hollywood family, and he's probably not that stable. But that's what I enjoy at dinner parties. Yeah. I like to have like stable, unhinged <laughs> like people. Because then you can just drink I'm, and watch the – Yeah. The, the, um, and maybe yeah. he's grown a lot since his days yeah. of, you know, marrying the daughter of his idol. I don't want boring and- people at my dinner party. Yeah. I want some You want some lights. Yeah. And, and you want someone to let's, wave uh, their hands around like a Spice it up a bit. Spice it up. But forget- not with the spicy cough. Yeah. Not with the spicy cough. Let's not forget that Nicolas Cage is also an Academy Award winner having won for Leaving Las Vegas in 1996. So it's been a long time between drink so yeah. was adaptation a winner of any not for necessarily for him but he for was, awards in general because i feel like it got some awards um i think it probably did but i can't it, i i've left my phone in another area he of the house. was nominated for an award mm-hmm. for adaptation for best actor yeah um and can you say it to the microphone yes best actor <laughs> but we wonder whether um adaption got adaptations adaptation yeah, yeah that too yeah, I but anyway, it, it doesn't matter. It At the end matter. of the day, I think no. that we've rabbited on for we have some time. It's time. I to keep go. on thinking like that is a really big ring. I think that's too big for you, Cecilia. Marbling bling. for your phone. Yeah, that's brilliant. It's kind of too colourful for me. I traditionally go for things that are black. dark and black. Like um, I like the soul. offset. And no, this offsets. is definitely too colourful for me. I keep looking. I'm like, oh, that's my phone. I'm like, <laughs> definitely have to go and get something that suits me more, more gothy. Sorry. For those of you listening along, it's quite pretty. It's um, pink. It's and like it's not pastel-y black. pink. It's pastel-y Lots pink, of blue. It's got this big diamond ring attached to it. It's not real diamond, let's um, just be honest. Yeah. It might be. Not. She might be loaded and we don't know. Definitely not. Um, But, yeah, no, it's a bit too pink and colourful for me. It just, like, I don't feel right with it. It doesn't scream Cecilia. I don't know. Like, I liked it when I seen it, but now I'm like, it's not me. Right. I'm trying to, like, it's not me. So you're in a bright kind of pastel kind of mood. Yeah, I just must have been, I must have been tripping. (laughs) (laughs) Just randomly, like, you know. You just see Marie Antoinette and just thought, oh, that that colour palette. palette (laughs) It's funny how far we've come because I was, uh, Bridget Jones' diaries on TV a little (gasps) while back and there's a scene where her friend has just got a new, like, little Nokia or Motorola. (laughs) And you remember how they used to come with different coloured fronts? Yes. He 
was putting the phone next to him, his skin and like looking at the different colors of the fronts that he was on, like trying to decide what was the right one. I'm like, oh my God, we've come a long oh, way. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we should go. Yes, we should leave it there. Um, and yeah, if you like listening to us, you can uh, join Kat and I on the Diz Down Under podcast where we talk about Disney every week. And you can join uh, Rachel, Cecilia, and myself on Unscripted the Film Show, which is a, again a show where we sit uh, sit down and talk about film for an hour a week. So and try, try not, not to, to say the word fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're right. I don't think we've ever said it. No, I have once. Have before you before your time? Oh, really? Did you have I to think. dump it? No, 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 we just, we just, no, I think we just looked, I think Lewis just looked at me like a really disappointed father. (laughs) You can imagine the look. I can, I can. I get it every now and again. (laughs) I was just like, language. (laughs) You said that to me the other day. Oh, dear. I miss this. All right, catch you guys. Bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the gentlemen of pop culture.